BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, fam. We are back to the old days of Freckled Foodie and Friends podcasting, where I'm in my bed under my sheets by myself, rambling and recording this solo episode. I am testing out doing these solos in my bedroom, and I actually have plans to like try and build out something in my office that makes the sound better because the office is just so room audio, like everything bounces off the walls. And I want to build out this little nook because this is a whole other topic that we can unpack in another episode because it has to do with work and my, you know, path and projection and how I'm feeling around things and all of that. But I am going to lean in to the solo episodes based on a lot of feedback I've gotten from you all. And especially as I navigate this like second half of my pregnancy and then postpartum, I got to figure out mat leave and all of that. There will be a lot of solo episodes coming your way. And it's honestly just quite easier for me to do them from the comfort of my own home versus going into the city, going to the studio, all that. I love being in a studio. Makes me feel so fucking legit. The audio quality is great. We've got video to pull for trailers, blah, blah, blah. So I will obviously continue to do that as often as I can for guests. But for solo ones, this just feels easier for me right now. And I'm all about leaning into the easy. So speaking of pregnancy, I said this on my stories, and it's a topic I've been discussing at nauseum with myself, my journal, my therapist, my husband, and some of my friends, is I am struggling with body image around pregnancy way more than I did or than I remember doing with my first pregnancy. And based on a lot of you guys in response to the story I posted and conversations I've had with you over DM, you have been navigating this as well. Whether you're not pregnant at all and you're just curious on this topic, because I think body image stuff is really relatable to everyone. It just depends on like where you're at in your journey. But whether you're not pregnant, whether you're pregnant for the first time and you are just confused by all of the fucking changes, whether you're pregnant for the second, third, fourth, I don't even know, time and this feels different for you, that's where I'm at. I hope this episode, I guess, helps. I'm still working through things. So this isn't going to be, I got to the other side of it. Let me tell you how. This is, here's what I'm dealing with and trying to navigate. And if anyone has nuggets of advice and wisdom that has helped them, please feel free to slide into my DMs. But let's chat all things body image and pregnancy. Come on in, take a seat, pour a drink, pass one to me. Freckle foodie and friends, talk about life's odds and ends. 
just feel this pregnancy. I'm 20 weeks by the time this episode releases, basically. Yes, I'm 20 weeks. And I just, this one just feels different. I don't know if it's a different sex because we're not finding out the sex of the baby. I don't know if I'm older. I'm only two years older and I'm still very young. So like, I don't think that's it. I don't know if my body has just <laughs> withered away. I don't know if everything is just like more, there's more elasticity going on and my body is just stretching more. I don't know. But this one is kicking my ass physically. And okay, yes, I do know one thing. One of the main differences is that this pregnancy, I'm chasing around a toddler. Last pregnancy, I was able to just like chill the fuck out. I worked from my house or like from our apartment. I didn't really do much. I was able to just like chill. I could work out when I wanted to. I could work out for however long I felt I needed or wanted. I could go to specific classes. Like I just had the abundance of time that I wasn't even aware of or like was grateful for. And now not only is time different of what I'm able to like fit in, but I'm also chasing around a two-year-old. And yes, he can very much walk, but the kid loves to be held, loves to be held. And he's heavy. Well, I mean, he's like 30 pounds. So carrying him around probably does not help. And the other thing I realize is maybe it's like the stairs in our house. We've got a lot of fucking stairs. And before being in an apartment, I never had stairs. I don't know, but my body just feels so physically different. And to get specific, it's like my hips already are killing me. My hips hurt. My legs are sore. My calves are sore. My feet hurt. Like my whole bottom half of my body just feels like it's carrying so much weight. It just feels like heavy and I actually was, I've been wanting to do Pilates again. And that was something I did throughout my first pregnancy. I was doing private Pilates sessions in the city. If you're looking for someone, I cannot recommend Sarah Brooks enough. And I think like I've been saying to Joe, I really want to find a studio out here and do Pilates. I just think it helps so much, like tremendously, especially during pregnancy. And I saw my acupuncturist this week and she was like, I want you on a reformer. It's like, okay, well, that is the thing that is confirming my belief. So that is my goal today. I'm going to call places and try and book a private and find someone. But I'm hoping that'll help. It's just like I'm in pain and I don't remember being in pain this early on, especially. One thing I noticed while being pregnant is how many massive gaps there are in the market for pregnancy and postpartum products. My sister and I are constantly ideating about what we could potentially build to help other women who must realize the same thing after looking for something very specific and being unable to find it. That is exactly how Ritual was built. The founder, Kat Schneider, started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal that she could trust. For my first pregnancy, I remember scouring the internet and asking my doctor a handful of questions when trying to find the best prenatal option. I tried so many. Some tasted awful, some made me feel so sick, and some I honestly just couldn't even stomach. That is, until I tried Ritual's Essential for Women prenatal multivitamin. From that first day, I never looked at another option. And of course, with this pregnancy, it was a no-brainer for which prenatal I was going to take. I love Ritual's prenatal multivitamin because it is made with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms so you can trust what you're putting in your body when it matters most. 
It has vegan omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development during pregnancy and a delayed release capsule designed for optimal absorption. However, what I love the most is that you can choose between the citrus or the mint essenced capsule that leaves an enjoyable taste both after taking it and when the inevitable post-pill burp happens. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was built on trust, so you know it is the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com foodie to start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. Today's episode is sponsored by a brand that I am so excited to share with you all, KiwiCo. You guys know I have been making a conscious effort over the past two years to tap back in to childhood play and actively spend no phone time with my son. And this is such a great option for parents and family to have some dedicated playtime. KiwiCo is redefining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun. As someone who gets somewhat overwhelmed shopping for their child, the KiwiCo website is so easy to navigate. You can filter by age, choose whether you want monthly subscription boxes shipped or to purchase individual crates and explore new subjects with curated collections. Given that my son is very into art recently, we've been enjoying many of their arts and crafts crates lately. I envision in the future setting up this like entire arts and crafts section in our basement and I see many, of course, KiwiCo projects happening there. We've just entered a bit of the Play-Doh phase recently, and I'm very excited to try out their sensory dough kit where you make your own dough with flour salt mixtures, scented oils, and colorful paints. Do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. By giving them the tools to learn new skills and build new experiences, you can watch them tackle projects and see their confidence grow right in front of your eyes. Redefine learning with play and explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com with code Cameron. That's 50% off your first month with promo code Cameron at kiwico.com. You guys know I love sharing my favorite clothing products and my favorite finds for my son. And I'm so excited to tell you about the Dreamland Baby Lux Weave Bamboo Pajamas. I know there are a ton of pajamas for kids on the market right now, but we have been loving these as they are ultra soft, comfortable, and of course, cute. The proprietary Lux Weave fabric is custom milled from premium, breathable, and sustainable viscose from bamboo. It results in a product with buttery softness that is also naturally moisture wicking and breathable and of course, machine washable. Plus, they have a non-negotiable for me, which is in their one pieces, a two-way zipper that makes for a fuss-free diaper change. If you've got a little one, you will also love that the Dreamland Baby Luxe Weave Bamboo Pajamas come with their innovative dream cuffs. These prevent scratching and keep the baby's hands and feet cozy as you simply pull them over their fingers and toes to eliminate the need for additional booties or mittens. As I begin to stock our nursery dresser with options for our new baby, which I still cannot believe, I am so excited to load up on all of the cute colors and patterns that Dreamland Baby has to offer. You can grab their PJs for your newborn all the way up to size 4T, which means that I can now have the baby and Liam in matching pajamas. Exclusive discount for Freckled Foodie and Friends listeners. Head to dreamlandbabyco.com and use code Cameron at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Visit dreamlandbabyco.com for more information or follow them on Instagram at dreamlandbabyco. 
This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. The other thing is, I just feel, and look, you're going to hear a lot of comparison, and this is an issue I have, where I compare things internally, whether it be with past versions of myself, with what other people are doing or experiencing when it comes to work. Like, it's a bad habit, and I'm working on it. But what I don't love that I'm doing is I feel like I'm almost glamorizing my first pregnancy, which also feels fucked because I remember not liking it. So I'm like, do I just have this false memory of a pregnancy and I've created a false narrative of what it was truly like? And I said that to my therapist and we kind of think that's what's happened. And I, I don't know how that plays into it, but I can say confidently, even though Joe tells me he does not agree, I know my body. I feel like my first pregnancy, I just carried differently. It was very stomach focused, really like it was the quintessential boy pregnancy where it was like a basketball on my belly. This one just feels like everything is kind of expanding and widening and broadening and just growing. And the thing that I hate is that my mind cares. And look, Again, I don't have any of this figured out. This is very much in the moment sharing what I'm experiencing. I hate that I care what my body looks like. That's one of the biggest things is like I'm frustrated that I even care. I hate picking apart my body. I hate looking in the mirror and being critical. I hate that. I was in such an incredible place over the past five years of like loving my body in all of its forms. And I'm just really having a hard time right now with that. And I think a lot of it is because I'm in pain and discomfort. And in my mind, I'm like correlating those two things. And the expanding is what's causing the pain and discomfort. So maybe that's why. Also, the whole act of getting dressed is just not it for me right now. It, it's just not. Like, I, I, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time. I just do not feel like myself when I get dressed. I don't like the way things feel on me. I don't like the way things look on me. I don't feel confident. And I said that to my therapist. You can tell I'm doing this post-therapy because I just unpacked all of this with her. But one of the things I realized is when I am doing this comparison game to the first pregnancy, I don't think I necessarily felt this way because it was COVID. I was not doing shit it was like peak COVID. We're talking August 2020 to May 2021. So not like peak peak, but definite still COVID. It was like before general population was vaccinated and or like the rollout was available for general population. And I was part of it living at my parents' house in New Jersey. The other part living in our apartment in New York. We were not going out. Like we were just in our home and so all day I was just in sweatpants and a sweatshirt or big t-shirt. It also wasn't summer. So I was just in like leggings and 
like oversized things and there was no pressure to get dressed because there wasn't anything going on. And I think that plays a huge role in this that I hadn't really noticed until today when I was really diving into all of this. Because in today's world, whether it be I'm going to something with Liam or I'm going out with friends or Joe and I are going out or I'm just going into town or whatever, I have my city days, like I'm seeing people, I'm doing things. I do feel pressure to be in something. I mean, obviously I have to be in something to leave the house. And that just feels really confusing with the way I feel about my body because there's nothing that I'm turning to that I'm like, I love the way this looks on me. I feel so confident. I feel so comfortable. And another part of that, and I've said this before, I realized this during my friend's, my cousin's bachelorette, when everyone was dressed, I was looking at them being like, you look so cute. I love your outfit. And I realized I'm jealous because they're all in pants and jeans. And that is like the number one thing that I lean towards. If I'm getting dressed non-pregnancy, nine and a half out of 10 times, I'm grabbing jeans. That is where I feel the most confident. That is where I feel my best. It's comfortable for me. It's just my like go-to jeans or jean shorts or even like a pant, a leather pant, a trouser. That's where I feel my best. And I remember my first pregnancy saying, I cannot wait to put on a pair of jeans. I cannot wait to wear jeans again. And I did end up buying a pair of these American Eagle jeans, two or three sizes bigger that were like stretch so that I could wear them like shortly after giving birth because I just missed having them on my body. And I will do the same fucking thing this time. I can't wait. And it was funny. I remember vividly the moment this happened. I remember taking a shower. I don't know how fresh I was, maybe two weeks, taking a shower, putting on like one of my graphic t-shirts and putting on this new pair of like stretch, lightweight American Eagle oversized jeans and Birkenstocks and going on a walk with Joe and coming home and Joe telling me like, he was like, you look so hot. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much what is it? And he's like, it's because you are into yourself. Like you feel confident again. And I always say that it's all inner. It's all inner confidence, sex appeal, hotness, whatever you want to call it. It's all from the inside. And I really struggle pregnant wise, not being able to just grab my favorite things. Like right now I was just at lunch with my best friend and she was in jean shorts and t-shirt as was I in my maternity ones. And I'm like, it's just not the fucking same. I want to wear your jean shorts. I want to wear a nice pair of high-waisted shorts. Like, I just miss that. And I know you can get maternity options. I'm sorry. I have the Hatch maternity jeans and the Hatch maternity jean shorts. Yes, they are hands down the best options for maternity jeans and shorts. 100%. However, it doesn't fucking compare. It's not going to compare, okay? It's it's a different ball game. It's like you can't compare zoodles to pasta, they're not the same fucking thing. One's a vegetable and one's a pasta. And that's how I feel right now about maternity jeans and shorts and regular jeans and shorts. There is no comparison. And so I just miss that because now I'm grabbing dresses and that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, every once in a while I like throwing on a dress, but that's not where I'm my most confident and it's not where I feel myself. And so I think that's playing into all of this body image stuff. Someone else asked me, like, do you think it's the time of year because they had a summer pregnancy and they definitely felt different that time around versus the one that they had non-summer wise. And I was thinking about that. It's it's really interesting because for me, being in like just a bathing suit, I feel totally fine. 
totally fucking fine. And I think maybe that's for me because a bathing suit is a comfort piece of clothing for me. Like I love being in bathing suits. I I always have. I love bathing suits. I feel comfortable. It brings me to my happy place, aka the beach or a pool. And I love summer. So like that sparks that joy in me. So it's not a bathing suit, but more so maybe like the other items of clothing that come with summer that I don't feel as confident in. Maybe. I mean, I think that has to play a role. Also, just like there's more, everything's just feeling exposed. But the thing that I'm grappling with the most is that I don't like critiquing my body. I don't like second guessing myself. I don't like questioning things. I don't like feeling this way. And it's then this like double down of almost guilt where I'm like, I can consciously understand my body is growing a human. I am doing superhuman alien shit. I am literally growing eyeballs, ribs, a spine, fingers, eyelashes. Like how fucking cool is that? That is insane that we do this. So yeah, of course my body's going to change. What do you think? It's going to somehow grow and like the body's not going to move around. Where the fuck would the baby go? I get that a hundred percent. And is it worth it? A hundred and ten percent. There is nothing I love more on this planet than that little bean that I grew. Okay. So I get that. And simultaneously, I fucking hate some of the changes. And that's what's confusing because whenever people message me and ask me like, oh, how do you deal? I'm like, oh my God, you're literally growing a human. You're doing the most amazing thing in the world. Of course, your body's going to change. And yeah, of course, we can all say that. We can all understand that. We can all like come to terms with it and be grateful for it and still not love the changes. Something I'm fascinated by is the connection between the gut and the immune system. Did you know that they work together to carefully coordinate our body's response to the world around and within us? Of course, during the fall and winter months, there is a large focus on immunity, but what often gets missed in that messaging is the role that your gut microbiome plays in systemic health. This intrinsic connection is known as the gut immune axis. The resident gut microbes directly impact the development and function of the immune system. One of the main ways to support your gut immune access is to increase your daily fiber intake. Certain fibers are fermented by gut microbes and biotransformed into short-chain fatty acids, which helps maintain immune health. SCFAs interact with the immune cells and regulate anti-inflammatory and antioxidant responses. To be honest, I never really paid attention to my fiber intake up until two years ago. And once I took note of it, I realized how small of an amount I was actually getting each day. The conscious effort to consume more fiber had a great impact on my gut health. The other thing that has had an incredible impact on my gut health has been Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. It is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits. I have been taking it first thing every morning for the past few years, and it has immensely helped my gut health. I noticed a huge shift in my digestion and both regularity and the ease of flow with my bowel movements. I recommend it to anyone who has ears. I don't know about you, but I feel I learned a lot. Join me in my gut health journey with Seed. Visit seed.com slash Cameron and use code Cameron to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash Cameron and use code Cameron. If you've watched any of my grocery hauls in the past, then you've already heard me mention this brand because it has been a staple in this household for the past six plus years, and that is Thrive Market. 
Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. Without fail, I have an order arriving every four to six weeks to replenish our pantry. Not only do they have all the products I love, like Simple Mills, Chomps, Siete, Three Wishes, Go Macro, and so many more, but I love that they get delivered right to my door. It is a massive time saver. Plus, Liam loves unpacking the box and helping me put everything away. As a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single order, on average over 30% each time. When I did my grocery like haul for the pantry when we moved here, I just looked. I saved over $109. You honestly cannot beat that. Plus, if you find a better price somewhere else, they have a price match guarantee. I especially love the filters on their site where I can easily check off gluten-free and see all of the available GF options. The site is super user-friendly and is always reminding me of products to add to my cart from past orders that I may have accidentally forgot about that time around. Plus, my absolute favorite part is that when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash Cameron for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash Cameron. Thrivemarket.com slash Cameron. Think you know diamonds? Probably not as much as you think. Over a billion years old, the natural diamond is still very much a part of the present. Our engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or the jewelry we buy to celebrate a win sparks a lot of joy. But did you know that the stone is connected to 10 million people around the world? From Canada to Africa to Australia, the impact of the natural diamond industry is huge, providing healthcare, building schools, and roads to remote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and protects more land than Paris, London, and NYC combined. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so many more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. I just have to say this because if I were a listener, I, I don't know, it's something I'm unpacking in my own self. And also when I hear people talk about it, like I do have to say there must be some part of this that is fat phobic inside of me. I have to come to terms with that and accept that and work through that on my own. Because again, the question is, why do you care that you're expanding so much? Why do you care that parts of your body are larger? For me, I think if I get to the bottom of it, it's that, again, the clothing thing is a huge piece of it where I just don't feel confident in my options. Another part of it is I feel physically so fucking uncomfortable. And I think that's tied into a lot of it. I also think it's like kind of rapid changes where it's also confusing. And the last part is I think it feels out of my control, which if you know me, you know, I struggle with giving up control. Honestly, over the past few years, I've fully given up control over parts of my life and it is so motherfucking freeing and I love it. But this is probably one that I don't love giving up control and it feels like I don't have a say in it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Clearly, I still have to think through that. It would be a conversation I'd love to have with someone maybe in that space who can like unpack it with me further. But I do think that just has to be acknowledged at least. 
The other thing that I think I'm doing that I don't love, and neither does my therapist, is that I'm playing this like what if game with the future kind of and like working myself up over stuff that has not happened and like may not happen. And this is a very common thing for me, especially like my past former self. I would get so anxious and worked up over things like that were either out of my control or weren't even necessarily in the realm of possibilities, but I convinced myself they were, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of my thinking like that in terms of this topic is I can fully wholeheartedly accept and state and acknowledge that I had a easy postpartum recovery. I, again, don't feel like, oh, I know, I I really did not gain that much weight during my first pregnancy. I had a vaginal delivery. I did not tear. Like, none of those things caused extra recovery for me when it comes to delivery. And I genetically just lost a lot of the weight. And like, yes, sure, I was active and that kind of stuff. But like, I think quite honestly, a lot of that is just genetics and my body in general. And with that, I felt like I got to a place where eventually, you know, there were ebbs and flows in directions I wouldn't have expected. I ended up losing more weight than I ever would have liked to. And then I worked with a dietitian to gain back weight. Eventually, I got to a place where I felt very confident in my body. And yes, there were parts of my body that had changed from pregnancy that will never be the same. Mainly, I know I've talked about this, but like I kind of took longer to come to terms with my new breasts post breastfeeding because they just look fucking different and there's no getting around it. They are not the perky little things I used to have. They were not as big. They were not as full and voluptuous. They were just different. But then I got to a point where I came to terms with all of it and like I felt so confident and comfortable in my body. And most importantly, I was not thinking about it. It never was top of mind for me. Like I really was not paying attention to my body, what it looked like. It it just, it wasn't a focus. It didn't play a role in what I was eating. It didn't play a role in why I was exercising, any of that. And for me, it was one of, if not the best places I've ever felt in terms of my body, probably, honestly, I would compare it like right before pregnancy. I felt the same way. I was in different body types kind of, but both times I felt very just like neutral to the whole thing. It just didn't take up brain space, which I loved because God, how much fucking brain space, body image, food, and exercise can take up when you become obsessive over it. And I think what scares me is, again, playing this comparison game. If I'm comparing this pregnancy to my first, I'm like, well, shit, I already feel different. I'm only 20 weeks. What the fuck is going to happen for the next 20 weeks? Like, what am I in for? If I'm in this much pain at week 20 on the bottom half of my body, how the fuck am I going to walk around at 40 weeks pregnant and make it through August? Like that terrifies me from like a pain and discomfort level, quite honestly. But then I'm also like, what is my recovery going to be like? What is about to happen to my body? What's going to happen afterwards? Am I ever going to, am I ever going to fit in any of the clothes that I have that I just put in the guest bedroom? Again, 
clothes are meant to fit us. We are not meant to fit clothes. But I can't help but acknowledge that that is where my brain goes. And I'm, again, I'm saying I don't like it, but that's where my brain goes. And it's this really confusing narrative of glamorizing this past pregnancy and postpartum experience where I also have to accept, yes, I eventually was in a place where I was great mentally and in a good place with my body and all of that. But simultaneously, in the beginning of this postpartum experience, I was in the worst mental state of my life, not related to my body in any way, but just generally a very bad mental state. And so why am I glamorizing that period of my life? Because what, eventually I felt good in my body? Okay, well, what other shit show is happening? A lot. So I don't know. I I can't stop. My brain can't stop going there. It's something I'm working on of comparing the two and then being scared of the what ifs, scared for what the second half of the pregnancy has in store for me physically, both from a changing standpoint, a comfort and a confidence place. And also the postpartum recovery experience physically wise. I will say like, I do think around this period, the 20 week, I'm not exactly sure. I do remember there being a period of my pregnancy that was very short lived, but feeling like extremely confident in my body. And I think it's when my belly almost like, if you've been pregnant or you are pregnant, you understand what I'm saying when I say this, but like in the beginning, everything's just very squishy. You're just like a sponge. Like everything's expanded, but nothing is like every, it's all just like, you feel like a big bowl of jello kind of. And that is just not what I'm used to feeling like. And it's confusing for my brain to have these like massive shifts in my body in this way. And I think once my belly almost like rounded out where I'm like, oh, I am pregnant and I have a pregnant belly, maybe that's when I started to feel confident. I don't know. So maybe that'll happen. Oh, the baby just kicked. She's like, shut the fuck up, mom. I don't know why I said she. I don't know the sex, you guys. But evidently, I subconsciously think it's a girl because I keep doing this and I need to stop because I think people think I know and I don't. But why do I do that? I I also need to chill the fuck out with that because I don't, I really don't care if it's a boy or a girl. I will be so fucking happy either way. But I don't want to have my head set one way and then just be confused and like, wait, what? Huh? Like this whole time I thought it was a girl. I don't want to do that. I don't know why I said she. I swear to God, I don't know the sex. But the baby, it kicked and was like, shut the hell up, mom. You're cooking me. Stop bitching about your body changing because how would I grow? So I guess that's the mindset. Maybe this is what I need to do, okay? When I struggled with body image a long time ago, I used to put up like post-it notes. Judge me all you want. I don't fucking care. Like you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You blah, blah, blah. Maybe I need to hang those on my mirror again. And also I need to get back to my affirmations. Like you are growing a human. Your body is going to change. You are beautiful no matter how your body changes things like that. And the things that I used to do when I would critique my body that eventually shifted my mindset worked clearly. So maybe I need to bring back in some of those practices. So every time I catch myself critiquing, I'm going to out loud affirm that part of my body. Okay? You can do it too. Whether you're in the mirror, whether you catch a reflection, whether you see a picture, whether you just feel a way about yourself, if you're by yourself or you're with people you're comfortable with, say them out loud. I did this for many of years. 
And if you're with people that you're not comfortable with, say them in your head, whatever, but like affirm that part of your body. Thank you, belly, for literally growing humans. But honestly, like how cool is that? I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Like we're literally growing human. Like I'm cooking a human in here. Like I was cooked in my mom. What? How? I don't understand. I'll never understand. I will never fucking understand. Anyway, like literally affirm. Thank you, legs, for allowing me to move around outside with my child and have fun. All of those types of things. You know, thank you, arms, for allowing me to carry and hug my favorite little human. So that's what I'm going to work on. I just feel like this is a really confusing time for a lot of us. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think pregnancy and postpartum shows the deepest, deepest, deepest claws that diet culture has fucking rooted into us from past times of our lives, whether it be just children of the 90s or comments we heard people make, whether it be family or friends or things we saw on the TV, all of those things. I truly feel that this is when the last of it all is exposed. Like if you've done the work, you're in a good place, all of that. When you go through pregnancy and postpartum, it shows the like hidden layer that is still left within you at your very, very core that doesn't rear its ugly head until you go through these experiences. And I felt that way the first pregnancy, clearly I'm feeling it again. And it sucks to acknowledge that there's still some shit in there. But unfortunately, I think that's the case for many of us. And I also have to just accept that like it is a very confusing time. Your hormones are wackadoodle. It is wackadoodle time. If you're not on TikTok, you're probably very confused by that comment, but I can't stop saying it. Your hormones are wackadoodle. You are like just you're you're experiencing so many changes at once. If you really think about it, yes, nine months feels forever when you're in it, but that's a very short window to grow and expand in the ways that you are and for all of these physical changes to happen and then on the counter side happen afterwards. And I also just think it's uncomfortable. Like physically pregnancy is not comfortable. Look, there's a small percentage of humans, and I know some, who love being pregnant. They feel wonderful from conception to delivery, and they don't have one complaint. And I know that there are some people out there who hear that and they're like, they're fucking lying or like, I hate you. I wish we all felt that way. When I hear my friends speak about their pregnancies like that, I'm like, literally, I love that for you. And I wish nothing but that exact pregnancy for everyone in my life. But I've accepted that is not my pregnancy. So I'm not comparing because that's just not my reality. But I pray for all of you, anyone listening who plans to get pregnant or does get pregnant, that you have one of those pregnancies. Because may we all experience nine months of joy in heaven. And if you do, please tell me what that feels like, because that's not what's happening over here. But thank you for listening to this rambling. I actually would love to know if you guys can either message me, email. Um, so those two things. I said that as if I was going to like slew off a list of 500 ways to contact me. Those two options. Your thoughts on A, yes, this episode and like what you think. And if there are any tips and tricks you have, I would very much appreciate them. But B, 
this style of format, I know most of you, look, again, we'll get into this in another episode. I see the back end numbers. I know that my solo episodes are what outperform all the other ones, which is astonishing to me. And I know it's what you all DM me the most about. So I get that like, it, it, it sounds crazy for me to say, but somehow they are the ones that resonate with you all the most. So it's going to be potentially what I lean into more. But I always love hearing feedback on like what you guys are really enjoying when it comes to the show, what you want more of, and all of that jazz. Because there will be an episode soon where we're going to unpack some shit and work through some mental blocks and figure out the trajectory of my career. Because I very much feel I am in survival, trying to stay afloat era. And I can't wait once I have this child, whether it be a boy or a girl, and find myself again postpartum to enter back into my thriving era. So I love you for listening. I love you for being you. And thank you for being a part of the FF fam. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.